Maxwell Scroggs, what a theme song you've made. This is poppin'. This is vibey. I like it. Um, very special day. Every day is a special day. Whatever. Um, that's what I've been doing at the start of every. That's kind of become my thing. But it's a great, fuck it. Um, listen, guys. Uh, this is a very special day. Mackenzie Mollison is here. Usually, I have guests introduce themselves to the camera, but guess what? I'm a huge fuck up. And so I hit record on the camera. No, you're not. And, and oh. <laughs> I sat down. Don't say that. And uh, we just got into the pod, dude. We just ripped about <laughs> 25 minutes. And I looked down and we were not recording. And I tried to subtly hit record. And I noticed Mackenzie see it and not say anything. I didn't which was know. Very nice. ex- well, I didn't know exactly. We thought it was just a button, maybe. The big red circle I was like, button. Oh, that must be the volume. <laughs> Anyways, guys. Um. Probably, I probably, I probably am not gonna keep in the part without bat, without good audio. Um, but it's fun, and I hope you guys enjoy it. So now we're gonna pick up in the middle of a conversation. Have fun. <laughs> <laughs> let's recenter. Let's refocus. Do you want to take a a, pin, a breath together? Yeah. Ready? Yeah. I feel Beautiful. better. I feel better. Thank you. Oh my gosh. So How of us. <laughs> we're centered. We're already in that LA headspace. <laughs> <laughs> um, do you eat yoga? All the time. <laughs> hot yoga? It's become my exercise route of choice. I did hot yoga a couple days ago. I've only done hot yoga a couple times, but a couple days ago was the best I've ever done hot yoga. <laughs> Um, did, you, did you see me press this button like five minutes ago, by the way? Yeah. I saw you clock it, and that was a mistake by me. So we. That's okay. I think there's about 10 minutes up top that we don't have. That's okay. It's on the camera, but we don't have it. Beautiful. So uh, we'll see in, in post. I'll either let, leave the choppy audio in there. or uh, We could also take a really fun picture and just have it be the overlay. Yeah, f- well, we don't. Oh, we, have, we have video, but no gosh, audio. Wow. We could try to do ADR. <laughs> Dying. It's <laughs> in the booth being like, oh, when did you go to school? <laughs> I, no, just fully. <laughs> oh, my God. That'd be kind of funny. Basically, um, if I decide to start the podcast five minutes ago, um, I showered Mackenzie with praise. It was very nice. It was really nice. Um, I said a lot of nice things. Um, we talked about uh, Forensics 90 Saturday Night Live. Yeah. That came out so weird. <laughs> 90 Saturday Night Live. It makes sense to us. <laughs> and uh, yeah, we talked about Roots. But now, uh, you know, we can leave all that shit in the fucking past. <laughs> roots, who needs them? <laughs> fucking needs them. We're LA now, dude. <laughs> I'm, I'm fucking. All I need is Hollywood. Living large right now. <laughs> um, shit, we've arrived in Ann Arbor on the timeline. Your last night in Ann Arbor. Can we point Holy out really hell. quick for the audience? My this last, is your last official night. night, and I'm and it's going to be very. I'm probably just when, when you leave, I'm probably just going to sit there and like watch a movie <laughs> and drink a beer. Beautiful as you should. It's been. I hope you do. It's been a very, and I'm curious to see if you feel the same. Um, because did you ever do a summer in Ann Arbor? I've Obviously, done three, three, dude, and it's my favorite, one of my favorite things in the world. Because it's all the beauty. It's the campus at peak beauty, and, but you can park. 
<laughs> you can go park places. And you can walk outside comfortably. Yeah, yeah. And, like, don't have to wait uh, in a wraparound line to get a drink somewhere. Oh, my God. So I love it dearly. Go but to Gar Bar and not freeze your ass yeah. off. <sighs> you can sit inside. That's really fun. Um, uh, but it's it's melancholy when everyone leaves, you know? Where, don't you feel old when you see all the undergrads? Yeah. It's I like, feel holy I, shit. I've felt old for a yeah. year, I will say. <laughs> I bet, I bet. <laughs> but I, I spent my first summer at home working a job. Second summer was COVID. So yeah. it's not like I was just here. <laughs> I was here, <laughs> baby. <laughs> the only thing <laughs> that I had to do... Was go walk around Carytown, yeah. go to the Sparrow Market, get some sourdough bread. Wasn't it like, wasn't it crazy was it. when it was like, I better go for a walk right now so I don't kill Death myself. Literally. <laughs> it's like, holy shit. And in those Carytown houses, I was like, honestly, if I'm sitting in here breathing, like the mold will get me first. <laughs> <laughs> what is more dangerous? Being God, in, the, in the my house? The mildew in the bathroom <laughs> yeah. is going to get into my lungs faster than COVID. So I might as well just take a walk. We lived in this house, dude, that the ceiling was filling with water because our kitchen oh. was right below our bathroom and we did not have a watertight seal on the shower oh. door. So literally we watched it like we watched our ceiling get pregnant over the course of two years <laughs> till by the end it was Congratulations. down. <laughs> <laughs> have you thought of any names? Oh my God, that's beautiful. <laughs> well, well, let the, let the kid be whatever it wants to be, Hunter. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> um... I'm not going to riff on that. <laughs> I'm not. We're too early in the show's life for me to riff on that right now. <laughs> I already did. Enough. Yeah, I know. I love I've that you did. <laughs> I love that you did. Um, so, okay, let's skip forward those first two years. Unless there's anything that you're dying to talk about. No, uh, the three summers in Ann Arbor were repeatedly the same. <laughs> yeah, right. Of course. That's about all I am. Groundhog Day, literally. A beautiful, beautiful, but Gorgeous. like again the melancholy. Doesn't that has... make it almost like a little weirder when you're like I'm in the most beautiful, like one of the beautiful places I could imagine and like I'm freaking out. Here's the thing. And here's maybe this is a weird thing to say so early about something so mundane and basic. Not not mundane and basic. Summer in Ann Arbor is not mundane and basic. Pre-COVID versus post-COVID Ann Arbor. It's like you feel having been here like a whole summer before, a whole summer after. It was it's and a whole summer during. It's like interesting. What are the biggest changes that you've noticed? Oh my gosh, I don't know. Just like just the vibe, just the way that it feels. Everything seems a little more open now, but separate. Yeah, like everything is yeah. possible to go to, but everything's like very yeah. separate because not a lot of a lot of people are like good with staying in. A lot of people are like, well, no, now we're making lots of plans we're to back. go out. Yeah, we're back. And it's so separate. Whereas yeah. before, it was kind of like, oh, Still maybe, what? yeah, we'll see what's <laughs> happening. I guess yeah, yeah. there's a ton of shit going on, but yeah. it's all kind of blending Just do together. Yeah. Oh, that's know. cool. But yeah, now it's never like, no, this is that. definitely happening. Let's definitely go, or we're definitely staying in, and it's not happening. Cool. Hmm. And then in the middle, it was just boring. Just nothing. Yeah. Was it all? Did they always do like the uh, in the summer in Ann Arbor on the weekends? They'll close down the streets, and the yeah. the restaurants can just put tables, and the stores can put um, racks. Have the, did they do that pre COVID too? Yeah. I love that, dude. That's just. 
just makes you feel like cool. Like it just feels good when you see that. You know, it's what a fun city does. Shit's I happening think. I think in your city. I think you live yeah. in a good city when you can go out in the streets of downtown and Eat people and shop are and drink and be merry. Eating, yeah. What's your favorite restaurant in Ann Arbor? Oh, what a question! McKenzie. And favorite bar. Those are two different oh, questions. Oh, what great questions! And McKenzie. if you can't choose, give me top three because I can't is choose. Valid. I'm gonna list off a few. Um, my uh, my older sister went here. She's six years older than me. So I visited a lot and we uh, we would always eat. What's your sister's name? Taylor. Taylor. Taylor Ann. Hi, I don't Taylor. know if she's listening to this. Well. She's very busy. Um, all right. And uh, one of our older cousins that also went here um, got really tight with Saba, oh. the re- uh, renowned Ann Arbor restaurateur. Like they're renowned. very close friends. And she became the head chef at Aventura, which is owned by Saba. Have you been to Aventura? Yeah. So that, for a long time, was far and away my favorite. Um, the papas fritas with Good the choice. cracked egg on it. Oh, my God. Um, so if you like Spanish tapas, Aventura. I'm hoping people listen to this for and food wrecks. drinks. Yeah, I was never, I, I have you? never been there old Dang. enough to drink. Really? Really. Um, what a loss. I know. Maybe, maybe, I don't have time, dude. I only have like one good restaurant left. Um dude. Uh, my favorite food ever instilled in me as a young Jewish boy is a good corned beef sandwich with uh, Russian dressing on rye. Zingerman's obviously is kind of the pinnacle, but only accessible when my parents are in town, right? Yes. My sister was a big Maison Blue Deli fan. I'm more partial to Amir's. I love Amir's. I think I at one point was creating a comprehensive list of, in my opinion, the best sandwiches in Ann Arbor. Mm. And like Zingerman's was pretty locked in at one for a while, but there was moments where I flirted with Amir's overtaking that spot. See, every time I go to Amir's, I either get a crepe or an acai bowl. The acai bar looks fire. Never Where? done it because every time I get in there, I got to order corned beef. It does look nice. And, I, and now I got to go in and order corned beef. It's so good. Um, let me rip off just a couple more and then. Oh, oh gosh. Oh, gosh. I love shawarma. Oh my gosh. Jerusalem Garden. Jerusalem Garden is fire. OP. Um, so good. I also love Cuisina right up on Main Street. I think that might be a chain, but they do street Greek food. So you can just get rice in a bowl, chicken, hummus, tzatziki, mix it up. Very good. Um, fuck. Let me get one more good Ann Arbor. Good bar. Where's the yeah, bar? Like, yeah, okay, you're that's good for restaurants. For sure. This is interesting because. An- I think Ann Arbor is considered a kind of a bar town, mm-hmm. right? And um, mm. but I think it's a very well, like at least I, I always compare it to East Lansing, right? You Which is totally I think very much a house party city. That's true. Um, obviously the bars there are crazy, but I I think there's two distinct bar sections: uh, Main Street, South U. Um, you know, as a young man. As an undergrad, <laughs> I I, young I never I I like to go to Rick's in the summer when I don't have to yeah. wait two hours. I I've never been to Rick's during the school year. It wasn't for me. Not a big. It's all in all over It's not. I don't get. Yeah, I mean, fine. I get it. I, if I I'm, have to wait four hours. No. Yeah. What the fuck, dude? To go and in and pay, pay like like. Wh- um. And I've n- I've never been one to like talk to random people at bars. Um. Unless I get really drunk. <laughs> so that was never yeah. a huge draw for me. Like, I just wanted to go out with friends. Um, if I was going to go to a South U bar, I'm a big brown jug boy. I, I love, love brown jug. Oh, dude, I love the food, dude. I could eat dinner at brown jug. I 
dare I say, I like a bar where you can breathe. Yeah, dude. Sit I down. Like, I like a brown jug. I do like a blue lep. Yeah. Do I think blue lep is like the most fun? Do I like going and breathing there? Yes. <laughs> it's never crowded. <laughs> yeah, right. And I, I, I do love Charlie's. I love yeah. the vibe of Charlie's. It's just you can never sit down. Yeah, dude. It's yeah. You finally, you finally find one table, and it's like and a four top, and you have sugar. eight people. It's all just yeah, juice. I don't like fish bowls. That's my big if thing. If they got you drunker, I'd yeah. be more excited to find a seat. Do you think they changed <laughs> the recipe because just like too many people were just <sighs> fucking up, or Maybe. do you think as you get older, you're just like, oh, I'm drinking Kool Aid? Oh no! Did you close your crate? All right, and Charlie's getting her water. Here we go. Oh, no. I watered her. Um, my mom's been asking my sister. I guess she stopped She stopped doing as much recently because my sister got a big girl job. Um, but she, for years, uh, she was like, when am I going to get grandkids? <laughs> Which is crazy. It like, was a crazy thing for her to ask. Girl. But to fill that void, she's been like spoiling Charlie. <laughs> Dude, like, like on the holidays, she'll buy her like four or five things. Sorry, in this economy, <laughs> they are the new children. Children. Gen Z's new kids are dogs. Children are the new Birkin. Houses. Houses. Yeah, and I, houses are. Did I just say Birkin? I didn't mean Birkin. <laughs> I meant like a fucking house. Yeah. Like uh, children are. It's something unattainable for our generation. It's like it's living <laughs> another life and not living it. So, yeah, maybe in the 50s. Jeez. <laughs> um, okay. Sorry. Back to our conversation. Um, yeah. Do you think we're, we're going to keep talking about the economy for a little bit? <laughs> you guys, if that's it's okay. A, yeah, that's for Hunter Davidson uh, economy we're hour. super qualified for this. <laughs> Charlie's going to jump in in a little bit <laughs> with some of the polls. <laughs> Do you have the uh, Q3 returns, Charlie? How does this quarter look? <laughs> What's our quarterly report looking like? Um, so, yeah, we both took a sip at the same time. That was good timing. That's called good podcasting. No, that's called you were cast as my brother the day <laughs> I met you. Wait, we'll get there. We'll get there. We're so close. Um, uh, we covered uh, Main Street. Um, yes. Uh Heidelberg and Eight Ball are Heidelberg. so dear to my heart because those are the two places that let me do stand up. Fuck it up. And I would finish a show, and all my friends would be there, and I would be like on a high from telling jokes, and oh. then I would just get really drunk, and those are probably going to end up being like some of my most core memories from here. So Heidelberg, if that. you come to Ann Arbor, check out the Blind Pig, catch a show, go downstairs to Eight Ball, and check out Heidelberg. That's awesome, and so yeah. cool that you have that now. It was, um, wow. it's been a very cool year. So, uh, hit me with your favorite restaurants and bars. Oh gosh. Give me just I'm a couple. A big, uh, okay. I dream of the fried chicken tacos at Isolita. Ooh, that's a good pick. I was going to throw a taco in yeah. there. I was going to throw a taco in there. I dream of them. I think talk is great. I think I was going to say, I think La ta- I'm not, I do Candado. Price. It's a little basic. Yeah. I, yeah. Yeah. It just Nothing doesn't give me it's special. The, the taste is not hitting it. And I felt like Tak, I liked the flavor blend from Tak the best. Great drink. But Isolita, I like the vibes of like a small family Mexican restaurant. I think Isolita does that totally. the best. And I can't explain it. Those fried chicken tacos. Yeah. It's like uh, their menu, I'm sure, is great. Like the whole restaurant yeah. as a whole is great. But if you lock in on that. The fried chicken tacos, 
I I've gone for my birthday <laughs> three years in a row. Like that's not even really sh- like maybe not three, two years in a row for sure. And then if the third year would have been like maybe not on my birthday but around, I think of that celebration. Every year. Damn, that's cool. Um, and I feel like drinking a beer. Bar wise, I love mash. Sorry, mash. I don't know if I've been. What? I don't know if I've been. <gasps> Is that on Main Street? It's on. Oh, mash. it's near Aventura. Kind of. No, I've not been. So Mash is like super cute little kind of like um chalk on the wall kind of underground bar with a space where they always have live music. Nice. It's always live music. I do music. love that. There's never a DJ, it's always live music. That's cool. So that's why I think Mash. Live Shit. is great too. Yeah. If you're looking for a totally different If vibe. you're looking to dance. I do love dancing yeah. and I do love vibe. I love to buy that line. I love to buy that line. Sometimes. Oh, great. Um, all right, that's good plugs. Uh, for people listening to want to know what to do. All right, we're in your. What kind of creative endeavors have you been tackling before pre like? Before we meet, are you doing stage meet. stuff? Are you doing screen stuff? Are you doing short form, long form? What's the buy? What do you? What do you? Are you just focusing on class and monologues and? Yeah, well, in school, I'm learning how to be an arts manager or a producer. Oh, cool! So my concentration okay. is like performing arts management. Um, my minor is in playwriting. I picked oh, that up shit. in COVID. I thought you were an acting major. I'm sorry. No, I, that's, uh, that's like an incredible compliment. And <laughs> yeah. I thank you for that. It's, uh, performing is what I do in my free time. And I never wanted to stray from it. I just, I did the audition circuit going into college and I was waitlisted at every program, which horrible. wasn't, a, it was a horrible feeling. Just in the, the audition process is oh, horrible to me. The worst, yeah. most toxic environment you could possibly choose to put yourself in, which like, yes, now I'm going into the professional world, <laughs> but at least, but at least now there's no, like, no, you can enter same. a union. Yeah. There are professional people working who have been doing this professionally for a long time. Being in the throes of college <laughs> audition is like, it's like shark week. Yeah. It's crazy. And the idea of oh going into a room of like, I guess this is not college auditions so much as like the thought of auditioning for like small bit roles in Hollywood. Like the idea Ooh. of going into a room with like 90 people that look more or less like a variant of you mm-hmm. and then going to read like four lines to a group of people that have heard 90 iterations of it just to Aren't be like smiling dude, they give you nothing. <laughs> They're like, all right, thanks. We'll call Don't you. Don't want to be there. Like that's just so mind numbingly terrifying to me or just like yeah. demoralized. Just like, it seems like it would drain you. It might. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess. Yeah, but here's it. the thing way back when I think, we were talking earlier in the first 10 minutes. <laughs> I, <laughs> when the mics were off, but we thought they were on. But here, here's a part that I didn't say. So okay. it's like, Perfect. We wouldn't right. have even had it to cut anyway. Nice. When I started doing forensics and speech and debate, I didn't do it because I wanted to be an actress. I did it because I was really good at these impressions from a very young age. It got me attention, yes, 
but the attention wasn't what excited me. It was the fact that I had the attention and had the power over it. Yeah. and could go any way I wanted. Do anything, yeah. It was like the next choice was what made me excited. That's what makes me think you would love stand-up comedy. Or improv. Yeah. And that's why I've fallen into what I love with improv because really? I... I, I don't know, like like I said, forensics and SNL, those loves yeah. kind of married each other. And coming into college now, I promise this this relates. If I hadn't found those specificities in those things that I love, if I had just come into college being like, no, I just love to perform, yeah. I wouldn't be fulfilled. Yeah, no. I feel fulfilled by like the musicality of a good joke. I feel fulfilled I by like the completion of a good script that I know everything ties. You hit all the beats. Exactly. Nice, like that That's is sick. what's satisfying to my creative. And a lot of times that involves like getting up and doing it myself. Yeah. But again, that's not all the time. So are you writing like three act stuff at this point? Are you what I'm are trying you doing? to write anything I can? Uh, okay. Okay, cool. But, so, but stand up is the one thing that I'm terrible at and i would love to hear more about well, your take on what it's like to write stand-up or just let it develop from you. yeah so yeah I, i'm we'll get into it and i love to talk i love to talk about this stuff but i'm always a little bit hesitant to do it just because i like i feel like breaking down comedy i don't know is a slippery slope mm. and you could you could either a just enter fuck it we'll just get into it um, for me, writing a joke is That's like all I love to do. Whether we should do it or not, it's really <laughs> it, let's all get my it. brain does. <laughs> um, oh God! Well, I think all and uh, cool timing for you to bring this question up. Um, because we had Lou Michael on yesterday, who's been doing stand up for like eight years now, mm-hmm. and is someone that like I majorly respect. And I talked about it with Macy uh, for a while because there's. And I have a story about later. Yeah, we will definitely get to that. And Macy is like one of the funniest people I've ever met and is a huge improv person. So we talked a bit about stand-up versus improv. And uh, to relate that to Lou and something that Lou said was like every stand-up comedian for like at least 10 years pretty much across the board is emulating another stand-up comedian that they saw. Mm. Um, everyone, ha- and, and if you, you know... You know, find your favorite comedian and then find an interview and they'll tell they'll say their favorite comedians. And then if you go and watch their act, you can be like, oh, he's doing, you know, he's doing Patrice O'Neill. He's doing uh, Richard Pryor, George Carlin, whatever. Yeah. Um, for me, I've always been really drawn. I, I'm the same way with you. I've, I'm obsessed with uh, syntax. I love word. I love word structure of a joke and the king to me is norm mcdonald are you oh a norm mcdonald fan oh my god he yeah. is like um i'm i'm obs- i've been obsessed with him since high school and it's just the the ability to, <laughs> to use to pull out a weird word at the right spot in the middle of basic words or you know it looks so normal dude, while he does oh, it the, looks the and deadpan the on that man's face <sighs> never just the master so i bring that up to say and like my other guys uh when i the first i fell in love with stand-up comedy through my dad who would play me stand-up jokes and take me to stand-up shows when i was a kid um was that i didn't realize until like high school that that was why i wanted to become a comedian and one of the earliest dudes is brian regan do you know brian regan you would love brian regan um and he was famous for being a pretty a family clean comic 
but he just had this ability to just uh, he just does like dumb guy voice and it's the funniest thing in the world and like i i think that was off air on the, but like yeah. i you know realize like you got to play dumb to make a room full of people want to like you you can't make a room full of people like you if you're trying to be the smartest person in the room unless you really really are an absolute genius which i'm not so for me this is a long-winded way to say um i don't you know i'm never trying to get on stage and do norm mcdonald or do brian regan or um any of the comics that i like but definitely they're so embedded in my brain that when i write a joke and i go back and look at it i can see exactly where norm came through where lately and something do you watch i think you should leave do i yeah right yes. well i think tim robinson is oh, defining oh this generation every like every other so comedian right. that i see i'm like uh they're doing tim robinson yeah. which is not an original thought by me other people have noticed that but it's just like holy shit this is tim robinson yeah so i know this isn't really <laughs> an answer to your question and because i don't have like i'm not i'm just not i don't know my voice yet you know i don't i'm still i'm still doing an amalgamation of of the comics that i really like and i i just think the the most important thing is saying something that that like you're not going to regret you know take risks take swings but you don't want to you don't want to say something <laughs> on a podcast or on stage that like you wouldn't want to stand by in some way later, you know? Mm -hmm. Even if the joke doesn't work, you want to be like, "Well, this is why I felt good taking that swing." Yeah. Again, this isn't answering your question. But, but the I, explanation the, the most important thing to me is authenticity. Say say something that you really make like that you actually think is funny. You know, you're going to want to try to play to a room, which is important. You know, don't go into Don't do a. Sh if you're going to a show that, you know, is all families, don't, you know, talk about jerking off and, <laughs> you know, doing drugs. Yeah. Know your audience. But like, it's just I think my favorite comedy is somewhere between storytelling and just nonstop jokes. Mm. I love I'm obsessed with watching comedians. Brad Wenzel is a Michigan guy that just fires off jokes jokes are, uh, he has an hour-long special and there's no you it's just all jokes yeah he leaves you space to laugh and then as soon as the laugh is done next setup punchline and I'm, I'm obsessed with that kind of stuff but i can't do it i'm not that's not how i'm that's not the presence i have on stage because mm. i'm just kind of like eh, i'm like kind of a could i get a little creative with my terminology here yeah comedy is such uh linguistically it's such an art that you can either be like a painter a sculptor or a builder it's like if you're a painter and you're painting wow. these jokes out it's like the elements are fluid they're cohesive they're together they're almost kind of watery when i think of that i think of people like john mulaney yeah sebastian maniscalco yeah, right oh my gosh like sometimes he can be a bit of a sculptor it's but it's like sorry go ahead but no all good all good it's just like the way that they tell their jokes is so fluid it's like it's in their voice it's in their body it's in the words that they're saying and it's all happening at the same time or someone like norm mcdonald is such a builder where it's like he's yeah. laying out these <laughs> yeah, points yeah, yeah. that 
are so deadpan and he knows by the end you're going to get it because yeah. he built them. And we're going to go, we're going to go, you know, around three loops past a windmill under a bridge through a tunnel before we get to the punchline. Yes. But when you get to that punchline, it's going to just fucking rock you yeah. and, you know, hang on and enjoy the journey. What I wanted to say, like what I love about Mulaney, especially I like Maniscalco. I like him. Mulaney, mm-hmm. um, every word, like, you know, every word has its place, right? That's such a big thing in, in writing mm-hmm. and especially in comedy. But, like, I love, and Mulaney is one of the best at it, where, like, every word has its purpose, but, like, you don't even really notice it while he's talking. Because it seems like he's telling, it's see- like, John Mulaney has a cadence to me of a storytelling comedian, at least in his latest special. I think oh, I would go yeah. back and say, that's definitely not the case with the early ones. Those are very much ba da 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 We're getting these jokes off. But like Baby J, you watched Baby J. Big time. You liked it? I did like it. I really, yeah, I liked it a I lot. I really liked it. And I, because, th- you know, it was, it felt like, uh, felt like real Mulaney, you know? I, it's, it was so truthful and so like, like whether you think he's likable or not, to put your pants it's on. It's my human experience. And yeah. go do that. Yeah, yeah. Fuck it up. And yeah. the fact that his son is going to be able to watch that and be like, my dad was at his lowest that at that point and at now right. that Here point we are in my now. life, I have yeah. that to watch. Like yeah. wherever he ends up is where he's going to end up. But as of right now, he's made a lot of the right choices coming out of a bunch of wrong choices. Yeah. So cool. That's commendable. And I, and he just had this way. He's so good at making you think like you're listening to a story that doesn't necessarily have a structure and then this punchline comes up and you realize you have been listening to setup mm-hmm. and you thought it was just a story and i man, maybe that sounds you've stupid been listening to his life yeah it's so cool and i think i think that comes from having <laughs> life to live you know and there's this there's such a weird um period before like you know before a comedian did you watch chris rock's new special i haven't watched the new there's you know i don't know what it is these heroes from the past hit like 55 and fall i mean i guess i know what it is they've made more money than god and their fan base is different than when they were they're not their fan base isn't 20 year olds anymore yeah and so then they get pissed and bitter and we can't say anything anymore. Cancel culture is ridiculous. Especially when they built their careers on being edgy. Like, like Eddie Murphy. What are we doing? Even Eddie Murphy's and, like, yeah. I'm going to take a step back. Yeah. <laughs> and I, it's like, and I at least commend Eddie, like Eddie Murphy. Yeah. Those eighties specials can, do not age well, uh-uh. but it's like, at le- like he hasn't put out a special where he comes out and is like, you can't say anything anymore. Right. Am I wrong? He's Did I miss that? Dr. Doolittle. Yeah. It's like, at least I like, some... at least I can commend Eddie Murphy for not, I don't know this weird lash out. I I, I hate. There's he took a good turn and stayed where he should be he should as be. an A list celebrity. As Chris Rock trying to cross and say something <sighs> about, well, it's like, dude, you're you the had biggest. Your moment. He said the biggest drug in America moment. is attention, mm. and it's just like, yeah, what a what a you know profound point, Chris Rock. And I keep seeing specials for the new ads for the new rob schneider on fox nation what? special and it's just truly some of the worst looking things i've ever seen guys but sandler is still great sandler's great i'm a spade put David out a, spade spade's fan. latest special I, I didn't love but was at least like jokes for an hour i was like at least this is still comedy you know what i think 
would make Ellen DeGeneres have a comeback is doing a movie with David Spade where they play twins. <laughs> I think that would actually make her likable again. That, that must have been pitched before, right? Has to. <laughs> must have been If pitched. not by one of them, we'll be by me. <laughs> we'll get out there and do it. Um, yeah, that's interesting. Um, what? Anything else you want to say on hit the histrionics of comedy? I, I think definitely the comeback is something that creatives love to do. It's yeah. like I yeah, I had a, a very comeback. particular perspective on the zeitgeist of this particular time. Yeah. And to be able to come back and, and do it again in a completely different way. Yeah. It's like it's hard to do over and over and over again. But that's also like the careers that people choose. And sometimes it hits. Sometimes it doesn't. But, like, I can't think of anyone other than, like, like, Sex in the City is trying to do it. Yeah. Did you watch any of the? Of no. The, yeah, I didn't. Not at all. I didn't watch the original either. And, like, iCarly's <laughs> trying to do it. Oh, I did watch a couple what episodes of that. Did you watch any that? of that? Are they trying to get iCarly and Freddie together again? Dude, <laughs> it's like literally the do. premise is like, Carly has sex now. <laughs> You know like, what I think they should have the fucking fuck? done? <laughs> Zoom in on Jerry Trainer, a comedian of a generation. One of the that man is sexy as hell. Time. Is he? I think so. Considering no, yeah, like how Spencer Shea, like Crazy Steve, like all these fucking. What awesome roles he had. He set the tone yeah. for Nickelodeon level yeah. comedy. I That's think you're crazy. right. I think you're right. Um. Yeah, and he and he still is the funniest part of the. Re I think I watched three episodes of the reboot, and he's still the funniest part. But it's just, I mean, I I guess I don't know what my thoughts are on it. I'm kind of glad that it exists, though. Is that weird? I'm kind of glad that it's it, that it exists. I I don't think I should be, but I kind of am. Ah, uh, this is a like part of the COVID like timeline switch. <laughs> <laughs> I think we're in the wrong universe. We're no, no, we are just in a different universe where it's like all of these crazy ideas that used to be like, oh, that'd be so weird that, if that yeah. existed. It's like they, no, COVID happened, <laughs> and, and now you have adult iCarly. Literally, <laughs> COVID happened, and they were like, oh yeah, these crazy fucking ideas. Yeah. People are gonna spend money on them, no matter how dumb yeah. they might be. That's if true. we bring them back, even if it's not good. Just the nostalgia factor of it's gonna it exists make and you our can money. Watch it's going to make our money it's back. It's going to make us money. Yeah. Exactly. Um, it's weird. That and they if don't. that's what art is now, fucking <laughs> Jesus Christ, we're <laughs> fucked. Speak for yourself. Did all sell out so fucking fast? <laughs> I'll do whatever I have to. That's true. Um. All right, let's get to uh, let's get to uh, uh us. <laughs> <laughs> brother <laughs> sister so um jake primack go watch the jake primack episode we love you jake primack huge huge what a j to our to big big dog big <laughs> homie jake primack and he um i believe he he wrote this sketch originally in our sketch group open stomach global <laughs> and um we were just so we had already greenlit so many sketches that his did get greenlit but we didn't have time to make it. And then I believe the following semester, he was like, I'm going to do it on my own. Uh, uh, dolo, solo dolo. Yeah. And uh, so when when and how were you tapped for that? 
Because like, had you worked together before that? Yes. Um, we met on Darlings. On Darlings. And that's also where I met Jesse. Wow, what a set. Yeah. That was really fucking Were you acting? Cool. You were acting on Darlings. I was acting right, I've seen it. that poster. I was Evelyn. And that was also Alyssa Milani as my sister and Diego Rodriguez as her boyfriend. Cool. Who now the two of them are literally my two of my dearest friends that's from sick. U of M now. Um, and Jake was on it. And we just hit it off. He's cool. this silly guy who loves comedy yeah. and started making movies. Dude. The impressions. Um, we have so we had Jake do. I ended the Jake show with him ripping off impressions, and we're gonna do the same thing at the end of this one. Oh, fuck. You better get you better get your best ones ready. We'll see. Um, oh no, I'm gonna make, I'm not gonna let you leave until you do it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, so he just says, "Hey, I've got this sketch. Need a lead? Are you interested? Yeah. Cool. And you read the script, and you were like, "Holy shit! Yeah." Well, first he said, have you ever seen um, Citizen, Kane. <laughs> Citizen Kane? And yeah. I was like, fucking no. <laughs> I'm not a film nerd, dude. And he was like, well, yeah. here's what the ending of Citizen Kane is. Yeah. She's really angry. She's really fun. She's <laughs> you, you want money from your dying dad. Yeah. Do you want to come in and do it? Yeah. We're going to film it at Mitchell's house, which is exactly where we filmed Darlings, who Mitchell cool. is the guy who played my grandfather and the director cool. of Darlings, writer of Darlings. And then you... You were yeah, the third so and final puzzle piece. Unfortunately, of the family. <laughs> my memory is just like absolutely awful. So I don't remember the exact series of events, but I'm sure it was pretty simple because at the time, me and Primac were in a groove making stuff. So whenever he would hit me with a role, it was just like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll do it. So um, I, I was familiar with Rosebud and. <laughs> and familiar with Citizen Kane. Um, but I knew almost, I knew very few people on that set actually, because I, I, so I knew Jake obviously. And I knew Ariel Berman, who was, I think, doing cam op okay. on that set. And uh, other I was than half that, asleep for the entire filming. <laughs> well, I, I want to say we're gonna get. Speaking in, of remembering and not yeah, remembering, right. we're gonna get we'll into get the actual set set oh. life. Um, but otherwise, like. I didn't know Jesse Krugel at the time. Me and Jesse were not close, but it was March Madness. So like I had games on and Jesse would be like watching them. But what a character like, to get to know him through. Dude, right? The shirtless nurse. The shirtless nurse. nurse. <laughs> Please go watch Rosebud. Please. It's on YouTube, right? Reads, what's the book he's reading? Isn't it one of like the Owl Guardians books? <laughs> Am I, I misremembering? No, it's like a... <laughs> Is it a literary classic? A, I think so. I think it's like... <laughs> Anna Karenina or something? I don't know. We'll um, well, yeah, well, yeah. Maybe I'll splice it in. <laughs> no, go watch it. Go watch Rosebud. It's it's publicly available. Yeah. Um, And so I'm all I'm told is dress like as adult as you can. <laughs> and Mackenzie Mollison is going to play your brother. And Mitchell Sally is going to play your grandpa. Your sister. <laughs> Sorry, you're gonna play Mackenzie's brother. No, it's okay, bro. <laughs> That's fine, bro. It's good. That's good. And Mitchell's gonna be your grandpa, and Jesse's gonna be the uh, hospice nurse. And I said, "Cool, I don't know any of those people. <laughs> I don't know who those people are." And he said, "Oh, they're great," and they were great. Um, but I show up to set. It's leap year day. <gasps> yes. Or, or not? Uh, it's daylight, uh, savings. daylight savings day. Yes. Um, leaping yes. forward. Yes. Leaping forward. So. What time did we shoot started around 8 p.m.? Does that sound about yeah. right? And uh, it's that's like a late start time. Crew got there at 7. Yeah. We got there yeah, at 8. Yeah, talent got there. Talent, talent got there, got there at 8. And uh, I remember showing up. It was, it was busy in that house. 
And um, I was like, cool. I set my laptop up. I put some games on. There were a couple of people that wanted to watch games. Uh, tried to talk to some of the PAs. They did not want to talk to me. I'm friends with a couple of them now. At the time, they weren't too what? interested in talking to me. And then I uh, hit my vape. <laughs> We both did. I was very inconsiderate. Well, okay. So I'm saying this. Were you? It was well, like midnight probably when you first <laughs> okay. hit the vape. Here's the thing. You waited a long time because I remember That's I actually, waited that a long time. That is true. The thing is, I was a guest in someone's like grandparents' home, right? Or someone's aunt and uncle's home. Yeah, I was a guest. Cool. I, was a, I was a guest in somebody's house who wasn't there. Yes. So I need to adhere to the rules at place there. I'm also hopelessly addicted to a couple of drugs. <laughs> um, so, you know, you get three hours into a shoot and yeah. you start getting a little. And I don't want to be the last thing I want to be on set is irritable because and you're with your friends who you love, especially to them. Yeah. Or it's my family. Like, yes. And um, I pride myself on being a guy. I being an energy guy on set because I know. Yeah. Um, you know. Cause I've worked with real actors before and I can't act like them and I don't, I can't bring, I can't bring a tech. Like I don't have it. I can't, you know, I don't have a good eye with a camera. I can run sound, I guess. But like the most valuable thing I can do is keep morale high on set and uh, yeah, hard to do that when you're having nicotine withdrawals. Mm -hmm. So I have a mint breeze and dude, I've been like, dude. I grew up, I hope my mom doesn't listen to this episode because like, I grew up like vaping in school and like in the cafeteria. I went to the bathroom every yeah. hour on the hour. Well, dude, yeah, that. But then like we got to the point like by seniors, we would just like be in class or like in the cafeteria, just zero in it. So I was yeah. like, I have this mint vape, dude. I can rip this, have minimal smoke exit. Just down the shirt. Yeah. And it'll be fine, dude. And I don't know if Mitchell was like scouting me out dude but like literally as soon as soon as it hit my lips dude mitchell was like uh yo man can you take that outside dude this is not even my house <laughs> and i was like oh fuck dude it, like it literally it, like it like halted activity I, like everyone was like and jake was like yeah fucking nice work hunter dude oh. really you got a fucking vape on set thanks a lot and i was like oh my god dude <gasps> no. Fuck, dude. Hey, okay, here's and the then, thing. <laughs> and then, like an hour later, there's a break between scenes, and we're like, we're like laying on the floor. Yes. And literally. I look over at you, dude, and I see you vaping, and I'm like, <gasps> I'm like, oh, Mackenzie's vaping, dude. And I'm like, I'm like, Mackenzie's vaping. Mitchell either doesn't see her, is not saying anything. And then I'm like, I'm gonna fucking. And then while I'm doing this, I hear Mitchell go, uh, Mackenzie, uh, no, <laughs> no. Yeah, sorry, yeah, you sorry. <laughs> You you got you got you got the hey bro can you put that away like you got that energy you know what I got well because you had a, you knew Mitchell I knew him from the previous project mm -hmm. I was the lead in his right, so directorial debut there. like Mitchell was a, being nice to me very nice to you we had a very serious yeah. relationship during that first filming yeah, project yeah. and so I got a scolding. Yeah, I, do I literally that. got a 
Mackenzie. And it was late by that no. point, dude. Like, it was, was 12 30. <laughs> I was like, bitch, you're no, not and bitch. Like, I love him. But like well, I was like, at the moment, I, it was I need to stay awake. Oh, dude, I saw the look that you had after everything uh, I talked about. Because I, like, I had just gotten back from my spring break trip. Literally that day. Because mm. we started so jet lagged. I shit. was jet lagged as fuck oh from Puerto god. Rico. Oh my god. I come in in that the morning. Sucks. Which I was so lucky to even go in the first place. But I right. come in in the morning. Well, after a whole day of traveling. Yeah, yeah, you're lucky to travel, but it's just no lie that a full day of traveling is just exhausting and kind of sucks. And after four and a half hours, I'm going to hit my vape once and it's and up. It was <gasps> like, and dude, and <gasps> I was like, I had to be, because Mitchell is a great guy. I've only really talked to he's him. He's wonderful, but he's, on set he's and at so the professional. He's so yeah. professional. And so I it's was admirable, but it, it was also like in the moment, it was like, oh yeah, I got to be really, really professional right now, even at one o'clock in the morning filming a comedy right, sketch right. for Jake Prime <laughs> And it was at a point where like we were starting to run a little behind and set or uh, on schedule. Tensions were, they weren't high, but they were starting to tighten up a little bit. I had the snow Everyone could broken feel it. yet. Not yet. <laughs> not the, yet. The mercury thermometer. Oh. oh. Had not broken yet. I thought oh. it was a snow globe too. The snow globe is, um, the actually is like the, I think we just broke the thermometer that was in his mouth. But I think the snow globe stayed intact. Gotcha. But that was scarier because they were like, yeah. there could be mercury. <laughs> but maybe they Grand told Prince us room. they broke the snow globe so that we didn't freak the fuck out about the mercury. <laughs> no, they, oh, maybe. Because I, I genuinely, yeah. for that whole time, I thought it was the snow globe that broke. I think we did say that. You're right. Holy I'm dude. Shit. My memory from this day is not great. Um, Should we get tested for mercury? <laughs> <laughs> we weren't there that long. Oh my god. Fuck, fuck, where was I at? Where was I at? Sorry. Um, um, um. No. 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 We had just gotten scolded for vaping. Yes, I was. So. Tension's getting higher, behind schedule, everybody's tired, nicotine withdrawals. Mm. I'm so close to being like, Mitchell, you know the mint breeze smell is not going to be in this fucking room when your aunt and uncle get back. Like, I, I wouldn't have said <laughs> fucking, but I was like very close to saying that with a very smart ass tone. And then I yeah. was like, I'm just going to go outside and vape. Yeah, as you should. Um... <laughs> yeah that was a, that was all i i do just have good met like that was a stressful time on set but i have good memories like watching watching our phones turn from like 159 to three like <laughs> yes. it was kind of fun it's was. it's was like del we were delirious at the time but it was fun despite the fact that we were promised yeah you'll be home by four just to be home by 5 30 <laughs> <laughs> um <laughs> you know that's the joys of student filmmaking um but I at least we were in a home that yeah, actually that is true, I was dude. being in very a college house would have been way worse. The fact that I got to because I was asleep. I mean, like, I was a cute little dog. Babe. I was like, yes. No. Oh, my gosh. Phoebe. I, I think that's the name. Charlie's Hi. getting involved. I did a love. I like I was so grateful <laughs> being as jet as I was because I passed the fuck out. I was yeah. asleep. Yeah, like, I remember that in in a daze, like in half rem for a third of that process and we were just yelling at each other dude. and I, I had to be angry like yeah. you had to cry <laughs> so many times i had to lunge oh for my god his throat literally come for his yeah. neck and then the doctor all he had to do was yeah stand jesse there had to like be go, annoyed <laughs> during in the stethoscope do you know that <laughs> there are a couple really solid clips dude yeah, and my favorite improv moment, like not just for myself, but just like seeing Jesse. Oh, dude, yeah, Will Wang. In. Shout out to Will Wang. When you Will? said doctor, dude, oh I, my God. I forgot that Will Wang was the fucking doctor. He Shout out. Was so 
funny. Perfect. You heard the story of how he got cast, right? No. He's a computer science major. Um, had never had anything to do with film before or since, and was working <laughs> was working on coding homework in the union and saw that there were uh, like auditions for for what a, a comedy sketch, and he was like, you know what. I'll come out for a comedy sketch. And then he, dude, didn't he kill the doctor, dude? He was a <laughs> star. So and Will, I've seen Will like once or twice since then. Good guy. I hope he listens. I'm sure he's probably not. Aww. But uh, I think he's stuck with computer science, which he was like, Send him the link. dude, I drove him home after that. And he you was did? like, I think like I kind of want to just like switch out at comp sign and like just do sketch comedy. And I was like, yo. And I dude, was like, I was like, it. that's the most awesome thing I've ever heard. But like, you probably shouldn't. I think that's what I told him. I was like, I would love to have you. Like, I'd love to work with you again. But like, yeah. you probably, probably shouldn't. Man. But he was a good guy. Um, I think that pretty much covers Rosebud, right? Good process. It was fun. It was fun. Silly sketch. I, remember, I just remember like when I met you, just laughing like who in their right minds would believe that we're biological siblings. <laughs> <laughs> My God! Like really, we could not look much more different. But hey, <laughs> it I, played though. It played very well. Good times. And if Mitchell Sally is the one connecting us, <laughs> our paternal Who grandfather. Knows? Paternal. Oh man! Shout out Mitchell. Shout out Mitchell. Shout out Jake. Big time. Um, shout out Will. Shout out Will fucking Wang dude. and Jesse Krugel. Yeah, fuck Jesse Krugel. You shirtless Narcio. Fuck that. Love you. Um, those purple scrubs. <laughs> 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 He'd take off that purple shirt, dude, and his chest would be so red. <laughs> He's definitely gonna listen to this. Where is your shirt? <laughs> um, let's move forward. Let's keep pushing forward. Charge the mountain. Forward! No charge! Left. I wish Left. I had more sound effects. Um, do you wanna hear any cool ones? I would love to. And this one's kind of fun. I can do, do this. So it's like I'm, uh, it's like I'm in a documentary and I, I don't want my identity known. They were really mean to me at work. This one is for the boys in the yeah, room. Yeah, sorry, it doesn't work for you. <laughs> I was gonna start rapping super bass. I'm so sorry. <laughs> um, okay. Let me refocus. Vape break? Yeah. Can I tell you something? I will never say no to a vape, despite the fact that I am Clean. indeed iron deficient. <laughs> and these will make me sick. No, there's so metal in sick. there, dude. It's actually upping the iron in your blood every time you hit that. <laughs> I know. <laughs> No, it's actually really good for me. <laughs> uh, okay. Um, Rosebud raps. We don't really see much of each other for a while. Nope. Because uh, I assume I'm going to graduate, <laughs> even though I'm not ready. Was it like a... Well, okay. It was like do a month talk before. About what happened? Like, it, it, there's not much that happened. It was just like, I, I got to do another year. It was just like, I'm not ready. I haven't really been in the mindset to graduate. I don't know why I'm pretending like I am. I'm going to go talk to somebody about it, nice. which is something that people in my program don't do very often. But it's a really good thing to do. Because we don't have a lot of people <coughs> to talk to directly, like for us and what we do, because we all do different so shit many all different the time. Things, yeah. But I talked, I was really, really lucky through COVID to get in touch with a couple of professors who like 
kicked it into high gear once I came back for my fifth year. And it was like, oh, I get to do all the shit I want to do. Let's go. Well, we are like so glad that you came back for fifth year. Me too. Um, Because we'll skip forward about, I don't know, eight months. Yeah. Um, Winter break. December. Jake had just finished an independent study. I was building out my schedule for my last semester. Also not Mm. ready to graduate, but like didn't want to stay. Mm. Um, just like it felt like I mean I love Ann Arbor dearly and I did feel like we had a, a year plus kind of r- robbed from us mostly just because of football games <laughs> yeah <laughs> I mean I'm yeah yeah just so that actually the, the fact that we we're gonna have to pay full price for tickets for like <laughs> that less of a year Fuck I know that. we should get one year of student price tickets right that's a great idea That'd be cool never gonna happen write a letter to Santa <laughs> <laughs> no wait, that's kind of fun dude it's writing a letter to santa uh-huh. um i didn't pick up on that the first time <laughs> um okay i needed three credits left to get the fuck out of here <laughs> and i was looking through this course catalog and i was like this shit looks i don't want to do any of this and i was like well jake just did an independent study i would like to do an ind- i i love independent study i did those in high school all the time yeah <clears throat> just let me make videos for credit and uh, i was like well i could do that again but i can't every up to that point, um, pretty much every endeavor that I had taken up and tried to head usually ended up failing <laughs> pretty hard, well. which is, you know, I'm glad that they, you know, you need learning experiences and I did learn, totally. but I needed it. I wanted this to be good. Jake obviously wanted it to be good. So we teamed up and we, uh, over the course of a couple weeks, I'm not going to get too much into the pre-production aspect because we've talked about it. We cranked the script out and the whole time like writing it writing this character we were like i I think it might have even been an unspoken like i think i after we finished i was like yo is Mackenzie around and jake was like yeah i I had her in mind and i was like yeah this whole time reading it i was like well this is Mackenzie." dude and that's in part because uh you're an incredibly talented actor and we love working with you and in part because we don't know any women (laughs) (laughs) no you don't know how to talk to anyone (laughs) (laughs) they're around (laughs) they're everywhere (laughs) oh hunter you've got eyes buddy (laughs) no No, it was the first it was an honor to get that call because you guys were just the shit-eating grins that I I saw when I answered, and you guys were like, "Hey, Mackenzie, script." Because we were like, yeah. and we were like, yes. we just like we wanna. We were like, because before that call, we were like, okay, well, if this doesn't work out, well, who else would we have? And then we were like, thought of like one or two people that weren't even really actors, and we were like, right, let's just let's just hope she's available and this call goes well. <laughs> and so we did a table read of the like it was just a few scenes. Yeah. Just whatever we had written so far. And it was on Zoom and uh, you know, open and shut. We love the read. And then you know, what do you is there anything it was I feel like it was kind of quiet from that point until production. Was there anything that you remembered? Like we sent you like a lot of stuff changed in the script and I think we were sending you I the think revisions. it was just like a lot of texting Jake just being like, hey, What's I'm up? excited. <laughs> yeah. What's the vibe of yeah. this? Like, I don't really care exactly what the script is going to say because I know that once the script is printed, like because Jake knows that I'm a writer. Yeah. And he told me 
well, yeah, when, we wanted you to when he make ha- it natural. Exactly. And when he was like, we have you in mind. This is the baseline of the script. This is the plot. This is what's happening in terms of her reaction and whatever you want to do for her. Like, let's work together on that. And I, <laughs> not saying I'm an actress who's had lots of this before. It's like, oh, a director's letting me take control. But it's like, no, it was very cool it's to cool, have right? that for like, I've only done extensively darlings that was it in terms of showing up day in day out over the course of a couple of weeks and playing this one singular character for this full film and violet she's pretty much in almost every scene it was like yeah this is very cool that i get to create this again but again like the the darlings process was so professional so spick and span and so like again i had a lot of freedom but in this, it was so different and, where it was yeah. like, no, we're just showing up and making stuff. Yeah. And yes, it's going to be good. But that was a senior thesis. This was like an independent yeah, study of something you guys just threw God. together, wrote, and were like, let's see what we can make. That adrenaline and excitement yeah. was what was charging this. That was different. Okay. Did you do you res- did did you like uh, a, a vibe of one more than the other uh, of just of, of a work like just an environment to work in? Is there one that's more appealing to you? I here's the thing about my the first showing up for darlings and having it be my first time doing that at all it was like oh I'm so glad that everything is spick and span all I got to do is show up and do my job and it's going to be good no matter Mm -hmm. what at, by the second time <laughs> and it, hopefully thankfully you were a little more seasoned by the time thankfully. you got to leave but it's like no but by the time I got there it was like they've already told me I was the inspiration for this they already I already know that they want me here I already know that they're gonna be so open-minded if I come in and I'm like hey I really don't about want this? this yeah I really think this is something like the fact that that was all open and a part of it from the get-go that was I that's think one thing super that exciting. I love, and about, that's working, what I love. about working with Jake is, um, you know, he's very, he's strong personality and very assertive, but he's not married to anything. He's the most flexible. And if you can back up person. your points about why you think it's not working, he's always receptive to being like, all right, let's change. Let's try it. Let's try it. My impression of Jake Primack. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> let's do that <laughs> just like this long <laughs> stare to nothing Thinking about it yeah <laughs> okay <laughs> that's good it always um, ends positively but it's like his yeah. brain works i know and he has he has the the visualize that i've never had i can't like i just can't you know, I like to think that I'm good with story and I'm a fine performer, but I've never been. He can he's see hands it. On. He can see it like before he gets there. While he's doing it, he can just see where everything's supposed to be, which I'm yeah. very. Uh, I'm always impressed by that. He has the eye. Um, but we've talked about. We talked about on his episode, um, the perspective of working on film from uh, the writer's standpoint, from him, mm-hmm. the director's standpoint, and me from like a producer standpoint running around but for like you know i thought for sure the most pressure was on you and tony oh when yeah. shooting on film yeah. and we talked it's just you have you have to like when you shoot um sorry this tony is, tony number one 
<laughs> there was Tony number one. Yeah. So there was I a had a lot. lot more creative control than yeah. Tony. Tony yeah. Tony was showing up for his son. I was showing yeah. up for my friends who were yeah. do who had already written something for me. Obviously he had his dad in mind for that yeah. character. But well, was, yeah, well that's so also it's working with your family. Like that's insane. I had, I had a lot of pushback against bringing Tony on to the project to, to play um okay. Simon. Because um i was just i trusted that he could do a good job i was worried about the dynamic of having jake work with his dad i was just nervous about it not because i didn't trust either of them but just because i didn't want that i didn't want it to be weird for that like more like i I trusted them enough that like nothing would happen that would you know sabotage the set but i you know that can be a very weird thing when you bring your dad into your world to mm. fucking get in and do it, especially with knowing how particular Jake can be with his things. And especially with knowing how much money and time and how much expectations he had put into it. I was worried that something might happen that, that would like cause him to be mad at his dad for that. Mm. Ultimately that didn't happen. Yeah. It was awesome. It was and I'm so glad that we did decide to go with Tony um, because but that's completely valid. It, it wouldn't have, it especially w- on a time crunch, dude. We had like, we there was no room for reshoots, giving up time, time wise or money wise. And yeah, and that was the thing. He was driving in from Detroit, and and it worked. And I'm so glad that it worked. Um, but I was I was just very nervous about it. Um, I was nervous about a lot of things. We had never shot on. Nobody really shoots on film. Yeah. Um, it's coming back now. Hopefully, um, I just saw Paul, the film room equipment He's wizard, awesome. said he just read the camera that we used. He just brought it back, did some remodifications for it. So they're hoping to get some more film projects. Awesome. Inspired by Latent. <gasps> um, Yay. but uh, yeah, it was just I was. Uh, we were all very very nervous. We wanted, mm-hmm. and for me, like, and this is why I'm so glad we had the team of me, Jake, and Jesse. Because we all, we all had, we were all singularly dedicated to a different aspect, I think. We all cared about all the aspects, but, like, Jake was, like, dedicated to making this be the best project that it could be. Which was, like, I was like, Jake, you need to direct this. Not co-direct it with me. You need to direct this. And then I'll, me and Jesse will try to put out fires everywhere else so you can mm-hmm. focus on this. Jesse was determined on bringing us in under budget or at budget, which mm. was we spent thousands of dollars and we were like we didn't have a dollar to spare mm. on grants and and um, stuff. And then uh, I was really just wanted everyone to have a fun learning experience on set. That was my mission was to make sure because these were long days. These were were like, you know, they could have been 12 hour days and you know, you're sacrificing your weekends. You're sacrificing your whole weekends for a month. And I wanted people to be in a windowless room. (laughs) And I wanted people to, you know, have a, a happy experience about it. And the great Hannah Dando, was Queen. like literally oh, dude my that was my first time meeting hannah was that project Thank god for her so she was keeping us on schedule and like what a superhero hannah oh dando gosh. is and within minutes and of meeting you her, three on schedule nearly <laughs> literally nearly impossible right <laughs> like oh my cats. god oh my god 
And she was like, I love this shit. Like, I love spreadsheets and like organization. And I was like, we, uh, you're so important. <laughs> Please don't quit this project. Yeah. Um, but I think it, it ultimately, so yeah, I'm going to shut up in a second and no. let you talk about your experience. But you're um, the writer and producer. You have a lot. <laughs> this was your the project. Thing is we already talked about it on an episode. That's all good. I want to. Yeah, 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 I do want We're you to, to hear about my uh, my point of view from it because I'm very Jake's fascinated. Episode to hear isn't about even yours. out yet for That's me. True. So That's true. I want to hear. You couldn't know about it. Um, <laughs> oh shit! Sorry. Um, Her dog is so cute. <laughs> Thank you for chilling out. Fucking <laughs> <laughs> asshole. Um, so. Yeah, that is just to say the reason that people don't shoot on film is because when you shoot what 90% of people do these days is they shoot on a digital camera, which has an SD card, mm. which means when you finish a shot, you can both, you know, play it back immediately and see how it looks. And also, if it's really bad, you can just delete it right there and you can have that, you know, those minutes back. You don't have that luxury with film. If you fuck up, you just wasted $20 or whatever. Yeah. So that that meant that so much rehearsal off camera and it meant that like you know you felt really bad if you fucked up a take so yeah. with all that said yeah let's talk about what it was like being the lead on a uh shot on 16 millimeter student student short film gosh i what was your first impression walking onto set I was nervous just because I didn't know exactly what to expect and not because it was my first time, right. but just because it was like, I, this is like, all right, whatever I do is going to be what it is. And everyone is showing up here to see what you do, <laughs> manage what I do. Yeah. That's really amazing and cool, but also fuck. The scariest thing, like, maybe imaginable. I, there were a couple, there were some tears in the bathroom, I will oh, yeah. say. There was some anxiety, for sure. I think there was, like, I'm not going to say stress, because it wasn't isolated stress, but it was whatever was generated from exhaustion yeah. and everything, all of the elements of my senior year that was happening at the exact same time as filming this. And I am so grateful that I had this project to like zone me in creatively and give me like something to really like channel and do for the first time and give me a little bit of power in what I'm doing. And um, I think <laughs> I, I just think I got really overwhelmed this year with work. I think I do a really good job of analyzing my balance of like all of the things that I need to have balanced and then executing that like once it's in motion is where I struggle. Yeah. Cause I'm like, I know I need this, 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 yeah, and this yeah. to show up for latent yeah. and be a holistic person. <laughs> I get that. No, that's in my brain. I understand yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, 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 I'm not ignorant of that, dude. I know. No, guys, I'm not an idiot. Okay. <laughs> I'm choosing to do this. <laughs> <laughs> barreled through this year yeah and not because of latent because i wanted to do latent i yeah. wanted to do it and but we i think we all did yeah and that's why like that was the vibe kind of even even within the fun 
it was it was also like no just the underlying as much fun as we as you can ensure as you <laughs> took on and as much fun as people could just bring and yeah. let in I think the passion did kind of come from the nerves of we really want to do this. And I think I, I like to think There's that wrong everyone that. on that set was like, we are doing something cool. Right. Yeah. Did you get that vibe? I did. It, the first day with those red lights. Yeah, dude, wasn't that fun? <laughs> Ironically, it was the day that the shots, like all of the footage was <laughs> unusable. They're like at $200 all of unusable footage. Yeah. Not good. Ended up focus. getting cut. Yeah. But the vibe of the first day so was cool. something else. Yeah. It was really cool. Dude, like they built a set for us. That was like, <sighs> it was like, whoa, we're making it. it. That was like, I've had, you know, pockets of being like, well, I love making videos. Obviously, I think that part got, you know, maybe cut, but uh, <laughs> I've been doing it forever and I love it. But this was the first sustained period where I was like, whoa, we're making a movie. Like, this is a movie. And I just like that. You wrote I just, and it's just so, I don't know. There was a lot of fun. And I want to just say, like, addressing, you know, we we planned for, like, mishaps mm. and, like, you know, forgetting a bag or just, like, dude, I'm fucking stressed out. I need to just decompress in the bathroom for 20 minutes. Like, we planned for that. Yeah. So it wasn't, it was always, like, yeah, I don't know. I'm, I'm very... It was not a perfect, flawless experience or project, but I'm if so... If it was, it wouldn't have been good. Yeah, and, and I'm just so incredibly grateful for the things we learned and the friends we made along the way. And, uh, and you know, it was, uh, yeah, it was Do you have anything else you want to say on Layton? <laughs> oh. Other than we love Jake Primack. We love Jake Primack, and we love his parents. Yeah, shout out that Tony and Julie. That boy is amazing because he comes from Came two from amazing two people, cool people yeah. and speaking of crying in the bathroom <laughs> <laughs> oh the very last day we were filming like one of the last scenes that needed to be done in one take and tony what he wasn't struggling by any means but like the past like two or three that we had done right before this happened he was messing up the line and i then messed up the very last line going he got his line he got his line down i messed up the line but then we rolled through it and then got the last take and it was like okay whoa we're good and then five minutes later hannah comes up to me and she goes i think you're wearing the clothes for day two (laughs) we need you in the clothes for day three (laughs) Um, yeah and i remember that and i remember uh, i remember looking at jake and being like uh do you think it'll play if she's just in those clothes and jake was like no (laughs) i was like fuck and it was like equitably tony had spent an amount of money on his fuck ups and i was about to spend i had just because i didn't change my clothes it's not even like i fucked up my lines i had just fucked up one line and I thought I got through you it. I thought I had did. a save. That would have been usable, yeah. But I was just wearing the wrong clothes. <laughs> so I go to the bathroom and I'm like, <laughs> oh my God, oh my God. All these people are gonna, oh my God. And I'm changing and I'm just getting that ready. Also, that's not your, like, that's not your fault though. It wasn't. There t- is an aspect where you, you but know, maybe look down and see. What- <laughs> that's exactly. 
we would have pinned know. that. You know, we ha- we had dedicated continuity people on set. There are also for people that. looking at me through the camera lens. It's like no, there's twenty people there. There are totally eyes that could have seen it yeah. and just didn't make the registration. That is totally fine. I'm in the bathroom and I'm just having this like little mini meltdown. No, we're gonna get through it. We literally have forty minutes left of filming. We just have to get through this, and then we're done. And Jake's mom comes in and she's being the sweetest woman ever. And like the first 30 seconds, I'm like, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I'm fine. I'm fine. And then, (laughs) and then at some point I'm just like, I am so sorry. (laughs) I think you're wonderful. I just need to be alone. Yeah, dude. No, that's the thing. And she was like, it's okay. But by the time it came out, I was like, yeah, I I did just have an episode in there. You did walk in and you saw it. Thank you so much for being being sweet. But like, kindest woman but embarrassed in front of her um it was fun though right you had fun i had a ball i'd do it again (laughs) i don't know if i would you really i don't know i learned you know i learned i felt like i learned i don't know what lessons i would get again by doing it on film again ah you know gotcha i like i love the way i love the film look Sorry, I'm cramping up in my hamstrings so bad right now. I'm sorry. No, yeah, you should apologize. Fuck. <laughs> um, Do you want to get up? <laughs> no, I'm just going to stick it straight out. I can um, go through a yoga flow with you. <laughs> <laughs> um, the th- um, I don't know. I don't know if I would. I, I mean, I if That's I was... fair. I wouldn't like as a student. I wouldn't do it again as a student. I, I would. Mm. I think it's a cool thing to do one time as a student when you're at a point where you have enough knowledge to execute it and could learn a lot from it, which is where we all were when we did it. Mm-hmm. If I were do it, to do it again, like if we were to do another Layton right now, mm-hmm. we would have those, le- like, I just, it's just like, it would just be more of a headache for me than anything. Heard. I would just want to film it on digital. Yeah. Well, I, I guess not that the process would be the exact same for me. It'd probably just, I think there was a certain challenge for me, but also being in theater helps a lot being like, okay, yeah. we got to do it in one take. Yeah. Yeah. yeah Don't that's fuck huge. it up. That's huge. It's like, if anything, that kind of gets my fire going yeah. a little bit. Yeah. That's kind of fun, right? Yeah. Sink or drown. No safety net. Yeah. I do love that. That's kind of what draws again, me to stand up. Again, as a producer, up. that's not necessarily ideal. It's, that's terrifying. That's a lot of problem awful, solving dude. and fire putting out. That, and that moment. was most of it. It's like, I, I'm going to long-term remember the fun moments. Remember like being out in the hall, throwing the football around with like mm. the PAs and like yes. whoever was not inside. And I'm going to remember just like floating around and all of the, the great energy and the cool people on there mm. and making something start to finish with you, Jake and Jesse. It was just like so awesome. But um, you know, I like I don't know. So the, the film itself was like literally. I had watched Maltese Falcon. and was like, let's do a neo noir on film, uh-huh. which is so out of character for me. I'm glad I did it, but it's not something I would necessarily do again. I mostly write stupid comedy sketches, and there's no point in shooting those on film. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah. if I was at a point like it, later in my career where I could write something for like a very talented professional team to shoot on film. Like, fuck yeah. I think it looks so cool. Yeah. And it's, you know, it's a dying medium. Totally. And I love saving dying mediums. That's why I buy the newspaper every day. And And why I started a radio show. (laughs) Yes, exactly. (laughs) Throwing it back. (laughs) Throwing it back with Hunter Davidson. (laughs) But even like, you just said sketch comedy on film. (laughs) <laughs> and that gave me a that got your gears turning a niche little idea i mean i think it would be cool 
I mean, like would, an artistic cool. sketch, I, like I, really like making it an like a well-crafted, like, like even yeah. animation, not animation, but like incorporating like Just those artistic element, elements to make it like a, almost like a short film with sketch elements. That is, that is very, make it like an art piece. That is very interesting. It's, I'll tell you why, why right now I wouldn't do it. You wouldn't do it. Because A, I'm not good enough at regular sketch comedy to start like subverting the form, you know? Uh, I just think I need to get, I need to like, I don't, like I've written sketches, but like I still don't have it. Like I hang out with those guys. I've been bleeping their name out on the show. The I Need to Be Held guys. You familiar with Ben and Justin? Yes. And love them. Love writing in the room with them. It's awesome. And those guys know. They've done so many of them that they know the sketch structure. Yeah. And I'm getting to a point where I'm like, okay, okay, I'm seeing, like, I'm seeing, like, this joke's in the wrong spot. We haven't played up the setup here enough. Um, this runs too long. I'm starting to see that. Mm-hmm. But before I, before I would move to something where I would, like, you know, subvert anything, I, I would want to get really good at the vanilla version, too. Okay. Also, the sketch comedy that I love is... Tends to be the simplest, I think. Yeah. I don't know. Most universal um, as well. Yeah. The more you, specific you get in sketch, the more you lose. You're me. losing audience members. Yeah. Spe- specificity in like what's happening. Right, right, but right, right, right. In terms of reference, <laughs> jokes, <laughs> yeah, language. Yeah, the premise, yeah. Totally. Um, yeah. Um, are you a Kyle Mooney fan? I love Kyle Mooney. Yeah. In fact, Bennett. Yeah, good neighbor stuff, dude. Yes. That was like. And that's like, um, and I think that's also, it's so much, (laughs) it's dude. I love, um, I love, uh, uh, there's one where they move into it. It's called new roommates. I think dude, beer, (laughs) this porch is sick. Larry (laughs) David. It's my favorite ever. (laughs) Oh my God. Um, And then he like turns evil. (laughs) It's awesome. Whoa, dude. I thought it was chill. Um, (laughs) uh, so like, I think we're very much of the internet era of sketch comedy, which is so almost obscenely digital, you know? So many of the jokes are inscribed of, like, just the digital world that we live in, which I'm, you know, part of me wants to be a traditional comedian, and part of me is just like, well, embrace who you are and who's going to relate to you. If I can take take this and just a little left turn... The pacing of internet comedy yeah. has cut attention spans. Attention spans in half, almost zero. <laughs> and it makes so me annoying. wonder: is not not that slowness has ever been like the key to comedy, but there's a lot of slow paced things that can be really, really yeah. funny. We talked about Norm earlier. Do you think that's ever going to come back, or do you think our attention spans are shot and we're done for? That's such a good question. Um, I have a lot of thoughts on that. A, I, I've never downloaded TikTok. Good um, for you. Just That's because, big. but it's be, it's it's because I know I would get addicted to it. Yeah. And because I just, I don't know. I'm. It's not. You know. It's not because they're trying to steal our data or mm-hmm. like any you know moral high ground reason. It's just like I am very cognizant of the things I can see, like I'm, I'm, you know, on my phone the second I wake up and until I fall to sleep, that's, I'm becoming more aware of that and how like, that's 
almost certainly damaging my brain. I am a believer that like um, the ship always writes, the pendulum always swings back. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's so weird because you're so right. Like we're and you see like you like when you see a kid like a baby holding an, an iPad or something, isn't that just oh, like it makes, it makes you, you like s- oh no? It, it doesn't just make you sick. It makes you like scared, shudder at yeah. the fact that like the future that they told us we don't want that is slowly becoming reality and an, uh, unavoidable reality. Like if you want to function yeah. in current society, you got to be jacked in at all times. Big time. That is scary. And that does make me think like, you know, generations of kids moving forward. It's hard to see how their attention span will come back. But I do, I, I do. I am instilled with hope in the last two years by kind of a reemergence of the sitcom, which everyone has been saying will yeah. die. Everyone's been saying that it's going to die since like the seventies. And there was a moment like, you know, after like parks and rec and the office left, it felt like there was like 10 years of just dribble on yeah. network sitcoms. Very true. And then like, do you watch Abbott elementary? Yeah. Oh my gosh. I've right? seen the first bit yeah. of the first season. Yeah. So like that was a show that made like, it was like, Oh shit, wait, they found something here. This is good. And there was like a, another crop of of shows that came back. And also, you know, if anything was going to kill the movie theaters, it was going to be COVID. Big and yeah. movies and ev- and people were saying uh, movies, you know, Quibi. Quibi came up right Quibi. before that, right? It was like Quibi's going to kick out movie theaters. And then Quibi died and movies were like, fuck you, we're the movies. Yeah. And so that instills me with the hope that like, I don't think, you know, long form comedy or tv or movies or you know our performers i don't think that's going to die in our lifetime i do think we're going to continue to see like you know this <laughs> crazy digital content age continue to boom because everyone's looking at it all the time the eyes are there that's where the money is but i maybe it's optimism I'm trying to be more optimistic i was a pessimist uh, for the first 17 years of my life and then a nihilist for two and now i'm trying to be an optimist yeah and so, like, I just think, like, I I think it's good to latch on to the, you know, diamonds in the rough, the, the content that, like, breaks through all of the, just the nonstop bullshit. I think that's, it's it's more, it makes me emotional now when I see something. Even, like, did you watch Ted Lasso? Oh, my gosh. So, I, I don't have Apple Yeah, Plus. yeah. I need to get it, though, because yeah. my... Um, professor from second city was the professor for a lot of people in that writer's room Cool. and i have a very cool story about her it's, it's not cool it's actually incredibly sad but it's cool how it's reflected in ted lasso Whoa. this woman and libera started the college comedy studies program at second city that i went through Whoa. my ju- summer going into senior year so cool her daughter passed away from leukemia at 19 it was devastatingly awful and this woman had been working at second city since she was 19 and nora was the name of her daughter and she wore a green headscarf all the time during her therapy and when she lost all her hair it was just kind of known nora wears this green headscarf and i've never seen season two of ted lasso i've i've wanted to but again literally with college and time like if i'm gonna sit down and watch a show it's like I'm I'm not going to buy a new platform. I'm I'm going to watch Ted Lasso though. Yeah, yeah. Because apparently the writers wrote in a character named Nora who wears a green headscarf. And there's a lot of characters 
in that show and the values that are built into that show are reflected because the writers in that writer's room are so tight and united and aware of the people in their lives that they love and care about in the, in alignment with those values in the show, they incorporate that in the writing. It's in the, yeah. it's, it's in, in between the, it's in the, the lines of the script of the show. Exactly. That's what I, I mean. Th- that's the Jason show. Jason Sudeikis is, knew, knows her and yeah. knew that story. It's, well, he's a second city guy, right? Yep. Chicago. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the show is like, well, I'm a huge sports fan. So I was season three. There's mixed reviews in on season three. Mm-hmm. A, I think we've talked about that. Whatever. This is the only show I've ever seen that season one, almost every episode is a strict half hour sitcom. That is, it follows that almost by the law. And it's, mm-hmm amazing by season three after the first two episodes every single episode is an hour-long drama it's i've never seen another show it's still funny like it has funny moments but the structure over the court from season one to season three is completely different but one thing that i think is super admirable about it is that like the heart of the show doesn't leave it through the whole thing um and it's it's very emotional and i love it a lot another another one is the bear on hulu I have heard of it. Yeah, that one is a good one because you can watch a season in a day. Oh, it's sweet! The first season I think is eight episodes that oh, are like cool. twenty minutes. The second one's ten that are thirty minutes. Um, another show that's just like it just it may it just I love pieces of media that just remind you that's like, dude, you don't have to buy in because there's also a public dialogue that I think you know adds into that feeling of like content is dying you know everyone being like everyone because you know we have these thoughts and then we're like well yeah it is look at all this shit so i i I just think it's really important to like put on a pedestal you know the things that are able to cut through that and specifically art that unites people it's so good because i oh my gosh you feel good if you can find a message nowadays that truly unites people you've got something baby like you've really got something that is going to change the world because there is so yeah. much separation just in how we get our information like even if you were to download tiktok your feed would be only your feed <laughs> yeah right and even that's part of what terrifies me yes and even part of the hashtags and the talks and the communities of like the separate little worlds that do exist on tiktok like they're always going to be changing all the time and some of them are going to die off some of them are going to blow up and it's like you'll never know which one truly exists anymore and in like two weeks that's crazy nobody was gonna even remember it exactly like is that art that you want to keep which is so admirable about you it's like i don't want to download it because i don't want to put that shit in my brain i downloaded it because i just wanted to know what was going on nowadays but again you're never really gonna know because it's all different and i am in part a hypocrite for that being my reasoning because like i just go on instagram fucking reels and youtube shorts and just fucking scroll i mean it's the same that's again that's filtered through like oh people brought this to a different platform for another reason which doesn't make it any better but it's also i don't know it's it's all it all hurts my head it really does (laughs) um i want to cleanse we're at an hour and a half of good audio dude fuck it up i'm having a lot of fun you having fun i'm having a ball um trying to think what else what else we got here i Um, do have to tell a really quick story that involves macy Buller. i was gonna say that's what i was gonna say let's let's uh and la that's awesome i'm you know fucking hopefully by the time this comes out people will know who macy Goller is <laughs> they're amazing they are one of my favorite people i also met them in la 
last That's summer. So wild. So you met them in LA for the first time. Yeah. And then like we hung out for like two days and I was like, this person's fucking rad. And then didn't see them again until we were in the same writer's room for four eleven. Oh, cool. And had a blast. Oh. They're great. We're gonna hopefully be neighbors out in LA. <gasps> Oh yeah. my god. Okay, I'm going right. to make a little drop visit. in, dude. Drop in. Oh yeah, drop it in. Yeah. Well, Macy, um, I saw Macy on my very first trip to LA. So I never thought I was gonna move to LA. I've been married to New York right. since like middle school. I, say, I feel like the last time I talked to you, you were like, I'm going to New York. Yeah. I thought theater was gonna be like Stage, dude. Gonna the heavier, way. which I, I love theater so much. It's the reason why I'm doing what I'm doing. But starting filming my starting film and like doing that my senior year kind of set me just kind of shifted it even a little bit and then I ended up in LA and I was like oh oh I see I see see why I see it and then it's like it's like I see it and then it's like and if a majority of my friends are here like because I did the same thing I was like not necessarily actually yeah it's 50 50 really it's pretty much exactly 50 50 because the stand-up scene in New York is more appealing to me. Really? Like, I just think it's more accessible and it mm. seems a little bit more fun to me. But for me, it was like, I want to, I don't want to go through it. I want to have a few years without a brutal winter. Yeah. <laughs> I that's wanna, a great. Like, I think I'm going to miss the seasons, yeah. but like, I am pretty excited to just have it be 70. Like, when it gets to like February and all my friends back here are just... Fuck. There's always send a them dip. pictures. It's just yeah. There's always this like emotional dip. You do, dude. When the, the sun's winter. only out for fucking six hours every day, you just are upset. Yeah. <laughs> and growing up in Michigan, I think having the water close to me is also important. Huge. And I underestimated the importance of having nature in my daily yeah. routine. And you really give that up in New York. It's not, it's like not. unless you're, you're going to Central city. Park every day, which like you even can't Central do. Park <laughs> Don't is do dirty. that. Don't go to Central Park Don't every do day. Do that. <laughs> you will get attacked. <laughs> I'd rather like have the beach yeah. and hiking accessible yeah, mountains and shit. And still be able to do all of the city stuff. Yeah. And yeah. I, I don't know. It just from the minute I got there, it was a very good vibe. And the second day that I was there, Beyonce's Renaissance came out. So that was a good sign. And that just whole trip was eight days of like these unexpected feelings just kind of coming up and being like, I can't fight that. <laughs> like, oh, I, I can't like fight that. that. I like, like it. I don't want to fight it. <laughs> I I really like the beach. Yeah. <laughs> I really like the pace. Yeah, 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 I yeah. really like the weather. I like the vibe here. There is an energy to it. A lot more than I thought I would. Yeah. And the craziest part about it is that I show up and Danny Trejo's face is everywhere. Yeah, Trejo's tacos. Trejo is literally the Los Angeles mascot. That guy <laughs> has Los Angeles around his He's an finger. Angelino, baby. Yeah, through and through. He's the first celebrity I ever met. Cool. Where'd you meet Trejo? As a child, oh, he was nice. filming Harold and Kumar's Christmas five nice. minutes away from my house in yeah. my home neighborhood. Yeah, the tax credit was still going in Michigan. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh! And Wait, sorry. we drove by. No, all good. Are Harold he, and Kumar Michigan people? Oh no, no, I don't think so. But in Continue. in the franchise, yeah. they were just filming in this normal yeah, yeah. suburban house, and my mom just drove my brother and I by. She was like, "Let's go see this movie set and see if we can see anything." And we're driving by, and this guy's sitting in one of those chairs yeah, yeah. in the front lawn. And my brother and I look at each other, and we're like, "That's machete." Is that the uncle from Spy Kids? 
god. Holy fuck. That's awesome. Did you ask him that? That's the, we we rolled down the window. We go, "Hi, are you the uncle from Spy Kids?" And he goes, yeah how are you guys thanks for coming out like he was the nicest man i've ever met that is what i hear about trejo is that he's incredibly nice up until that point i had never seen a famous person right and then to come to la and be like oh he's the most famous person here (laughs) i know him (laughs) i know that guy (laughs) and he knows me yeah but that was just like another very cute little thing and I, i was staying with my best friend for eight days and the very last night, they gave me an amazing trip. They set up a whole bunch of fun things for me. But the very last night, Wait, who's like, that? Um, ben Rodenmeyer. They used cool. to be, uh, they were a BFA acting major mm-hmm. uh, in the theater school here. Um, they're amazing. They're now working in the entertainment industry out cool. there. And they had a film premiere on the very last night that I was staying with them. So I literally had my last night in LA to myself. Nice. So I'm like, fucking like, sure Go see what a up. challenge let's yeah. see what's up i bought a groundlings ticket i nice, saw dude. a show hell yeah it was okay was there anybody that was in the show that's kind of popping now i don't think so i saw i think it was like a wednesday i think it was like a kind of a yeah, more beginner troop. yeah yes very much <laughs> and it was it, it was super fun but it was also just kind of like all right i guess i'm gonna go home but then I was also playing Bumble, kind of like it was a video game. And <laughs> I was mean? never, I wasn't let's just. Whatever. <laughs> just shopping. Just thinning the I herd. I wasn't <laughs> thinking about doing anything. Just shopping. I was just looking. Window shopping. <laughs> exactly. It's very funny. And I was just like, I, like nothing's ever going to happen, but i kind of had been messaging this guy who was very cute and seemed very normal and i didn't think anything was going to come of it but just kind of out of very quickly after intermission i am texting and he's like are you in west hollywood and i'm like yeah he goes i'm gonna come and meet you meet me at laurel hardware so we go to this bar you go and it's the best first date i've ever been on it's like like I'm not, I'm not, I'm not trying to talk about this, but like no, literally like I'm not the, I'm usually a very like mental person. Yeah. I- immediately. I was like, this is so strange. Like I'm like I the fact that I'm guy. just meeting him. Like he is the one random person that I'm meeting tonight. Like we're hitting it off. Cool. And then the next morning, just like, Hey, great meeting you last night. Like next, let me know next time you're in LA. And I just think it's kind of cute to respond. Oh, like great meeting you too. I wouldn't be so upset if my flight got canceled. Then we could go out again. (laughs) Send flight canceled. (laughs) I get to the airport. I'm sitting at my gate. I'm supposed to take off at 830 and at 820. They go, oh, flight 79 to Detroit has been canceled. Please go downstairs and get a fucking ticket for a new flight. And I'm sitting there and I'm just like, who did that? And I look down to my left and Macy Guller is sitting on the floor of my terminal. Wait, wait, was this and last year or two this years ago? This was last year at the at beginning of August. Cool. So almost exactly a yeah. year ago. And we make eye contact. They go, what the fuck are you doing here? <laughs> and they go, what the fuck are you doing here? And I'm like, I'm coming home from vacation. What are you? And they were like, I'm finishing up my yeah. internship. Yeah, I, that would have been like a month after I met them. Yeah. Cool. And I was like, how did you know Macy before that? Macy used to be in my program in the BTAs in the theater school. So they started 
in my program. I, I, I actually don't know where they started. They transferred they into my program. They were at first a history major. History major, transferred to BTA, then transferred to FTBM. But there was like a year where we were in the Ooh. same program. Ooh, that's and sweet. It was just t- totally crazy. Nice. And we link up, go downstairs, and talk through the yeah, hour yeah, long yeah, line yeah. to get our new tickets. Oh my god! And I don't have a place to stay technically because my friend is at this movie premiere until like two thirty a.m. Like they are yeah, yeah. out for the night. Yeah. And I, <laughs> I just go home with Macy and I wake up on Nicole Winthrop's couch. Yeah. And Hell yeah. oh my gosh, and her, um. Oh, the other girl. I'm forgetting her name. It was, uh, a, it was Brooke? A Brooke. Brooke Doddridge. Uh, yes. Yeah. It was. I woke up in their house yeah. on their couch, knowing <laughs> awesome. none of them. They're sweet though. They're they're sick. But they know me. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, you got really? Did you black out? From, no, from darlings. Oh, whoa. Wait, how did you not remember waking up? Or you just like were disoriented when you woke well, up. I, I was disoriented when I woke up. Um, <laughs> well, no, I remembered. Yeah. I rem- I hadn't met them, so we got there super yeah, yeah. late at night. They had gone oh, to sleep. Oh, got it. We had come home from the airport at like twelve thirty. Got it. Because our our flight was at eight thirty. Got canceled. We were at the airport until for like three hours getting our shit together, and then it took us an hour to get there. So it was definitely like we just show up and i sleep on this couch <laughs> and then i wake up and, and there are these go. girls yeah but and they all know who i am because yeah. they've seen rosebud and they've seen darlings <laughs> and i'm like this is really fucking cool yeah and they're just like they're so quick to vibe with it's they just like, yeah, are the it. funniest oh, so quick and like just also open yeah. like just say whatever yeah oh my gosh um big fans of them big fans um uh, i guess i wanted to ask you do you have one funny Asa Hufferker anecdote that you could, if you, oh if you had Oh my any. gosh, Asa and I met my freshman year in West Quad, Best Quad. And we went out this one night. Oh, it wasn't Welcome Week. It was a couple, I think it was the week after Welcome Week. And we had a little group <laughs> together. <laughs> Going out with him is the best. And we went to a band party, I think. <laughs> Well, you know he was a band nerd in high school. He was. Yeah. Well, we went to a yeah. marching band yeah, yeah, yeah. party. Yeah, yeah. And it was the sweatiest house I've ever been to. <laughs> triangle? Was it Triangle Frat? Oh, or was it in a no? no yeah. It was in. It, it was South it's Campus. Frat. My bad. It was like down by the big house, kind of. Okay. Not like by the big house, but yeah, in yeah. those little in neighborhoods. That area, yeah. Um. Yeah, I just remember like booling. It's so funny, dude. Every time I go out with him. He just like attracts like young women just come up to him and like want to be his friend yes. and like want to touch him. <laughs> it's like, unbe- he's like Jesus, dude. It's he's unbelievable. Literally- he's a beautiful man. Oh my god. Oh my god. I have a crush on him. Um, he can't know that. He knows that. Well, um, he's one of my dearest friends in the world. Uh, lived with him for a year last year, and um, then all of a sudden just saw you guys together yeah. on a story. I was like, what the. Fuck. I'm sad. And that I went you up to Asa. There. I was like, you know that like I've like kind of become close with McKenzie. Like I've known Mackenzie now for like a year and a half. Well, yeah, hell but, yeah. But like, and I, and it, it was. I know. I wish. Um, I wish we all got to hang out. Well, one day maybe. Man, Asa will be in LA. Yeah, I know. I try. I'm like, LA. dude, you're coming out, and he's like, he has to. I'm like, dude, you're coming out. No, but I know him through my friend Charlie as well. Oh my god. Another, and I don't know if you know Charlie. Oh, I know Charlie. Absolute oh, character. Went out with him on my birthday this year. <laughs> it was 
the best. They're funny, dude. Asa always introduces me to these characters, and I'm just like, oh, you're one of the they funniest are. person I've ever met. You ever meet Jackson? No. Oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's been a while, but I yeah. know of Jackson for sure. Did you ever meet Cole? Engineer. Oh, wait. Eden. Cole Eden? Cole or Eden. Two different people. Oh, did Cole go to high school with him? No. Oh, then Never no. mind. Never met him. All good. But that was well, a whole um, freshman group. That's so wild. Cool, dude. Yeah, small world, right? Yeah. Um, do you want to rip any impressions? I don't want to make sure <sighs> if you don't want to. But if you wanted to give us Dora or Target Lady or oh my gosh, I could do I could do some Target Lady. Only if you want to. Um, the crowd would the crowd will love it. Uh yay! Gift cards. I have an adult dollhouse, and sometimes they use these as bath mats. <laughs> I could also do Barbie. I love Target Lady, dude. Wait, what's she Barbie? Was bar. She was Oh, I'm Barbie. <laughs> oh, well, that is good. Yeah, wait. It's my birthday. <laughs> Come on, just give me a little bit of Dora. Hola, soy Dora. <laughs> that's easily... Come on, that's, that's my favorite. Can you say map? Can you say Modelo? <laughs> Mackenzie, <laughs> this was a lot of fun. Cheers. And we're gonna be uh, we're gonna be friends out west. So this is hell yeah. This is far from goodbye. This is see you in a couple of months. This is hey how are you? Let's do this again. Let's do this again soon. And soon. Uh, I'm gonna shake your hand here in a second, and then we're gonna just re-record. We're just gonna get the theme song playing and a quick intro of me describing how I fucked up. Beautiful. Thanks, guys. <laughs> Thanks, Hunter. <laughs>